Welcome to From the Ground Up with Mark Weller. I'm Matt Rienzo. My co-host and life of the party is Mark Weller, founding partner and president of Weller Development Company. What's up, Mark? Been a really busy, uh, busy few weeks, busy few months, but really excited today about what we're, what we're, we're going to talk to. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, for those of you who have listened to our first few podcasts, you know that we're featuring real estate professionals, obviously. Um, but we're also fe- featuring community leaders, other experts in fields that are either directly or tangentially related to the real estate industry. Today's guest, I'd say, is definitely more off to the side and tangential in nature uh, than direct real estate. But it's definitely going to be a fun one. And it's definitely a lot of elements that directly relate to real estate, to food and beverage, to the restaurant industry, and to experience. So if you're uh, a guru in the real estate industry, you're still going to want to listen to this one. So uh, Mark, you've gotten to know Steve Montgomery, aka Monty, for years. Uh, He's an incredible guy and an amazing entrepreneur. Just tell us about your thoughts of him in general. Well, I think one of the main reasons I wanted to have him on today and and talk to him about uh, what he does and why it's important is that what Monty creates is place and Monty creates fun and he does it for everybody. You go to any of his places that he's involved with and you know, you you got everybody from, from young kids to people in their, in their seventies and eighties all enjoying what he's created. And I think it's really important to understand and identify that in today's uh, environment and world, especially around real estate when it comes to placemaking, it's really selecting the right partners and making sure that your, uh, your partners are set up to succeed. Um, being in, being in business with somebody like Monty, like we have been over the years, uh, helping create place in Port Covington, uh, was a really good and, um, um, really good fit for us and a really great choice because he comes in and he just adds instant fun to the place. Yeah. And we talk a lot about, and we'll talk a lot about today, the word experience, which some people think is maybe a little played off, played out in real estate, but it's super important. Uh, especially when you're talking about the restaurant industry, food and beverage, but even just retail in general and, and mixed-use projects, it's a big part of the equation. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. So having said all that, let's welcome Steve Montgomery to the show. Monty, how are we doing? Great, great. Thanks, guys. Very good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, this is really exciting. We're pumped for this podcast, and we have so much fun stuff to talk about today. Um, so let's start by talking about Dewey Beach, Delaware. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's one of the greatest beach towns in the entire world, honestly. Um, Monty, talk to us about Dewey Beach and its evolution over the years from your perspective. I know you could probably talk for like four hours on that topic, but. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep this short, at least what, what should be short. But I mean, I my view on Dewey is, and I have a big background because I, I started as a young kid in Dewey. Uh, renting umbrellas and chairs on the beach and Dewey is special to so many people from so many different areas from around the world not only just the region but uh, it's because of the style style town it is it's because of the melting pot it is of the big cities that surround the Dewey Beach area and it's because of the lack of infrastructure sort of laid back feel that Dewey Dewey Beach was when I when I was a young kid running umbrellas and chairs on the beach at 16, 15, you know, years old, you rented more umbrellas to kegs of beer than you did to people because you could drink on the beach in Dewey in those days. And that all changed in the mid eighties. And uh, Dewey has kind of grown over the last 20 years into the town that really that everybody wanted it to be. Meaning it's still a very fun and vibrant party town, but it's also a much more well-rounded town with kids' events, family-friendly, dogs on the beach, beautiful beaches, great restaurants, 
it's a walking town. That's that's something that people don't realize publicly that it's such a small town with a with two blocks wide, one mile long, that it's basically a walking town that people can come to their beach houses and walk to whatever restaurant, whatever bar, whatever venue they'd like to go to. And that's uh, that really creates a vibrant town because you're not worried about cars and people driving places. It also helps those in the bar industry. We don't have to worry about people driving. Um, but Dewey, Dewey's special because of the people that come here. And uh, that's, that's what's never changed. I mean, it's got kind of an iconic reputation. You could wear a Dewey Beach t-shirt on any airplane to go in anywhere in the country, and somebody's going to say, man, I had, a, I had a great time at the Starboard when I was there. Whether it's the Starboard, the Bottling Cork, there's a, lot of, there's a lot to love in this town. So I, uh, again, could go on and on forever, but it's, it's continued to grow. It's continued to go in a great direction, and it's continued to be vibrant, fun nightlife surrounded by great beaches, people playing volleyball, people surfing, people uh, – Boating, jet skiing, it's, we've got it all right here. Yeah, you mentioned the Dewey Beach t-shirt. I think that Starboard t-shirt might be the more famous of the two. I see people wearing those all over the place. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You've been had a very interesting role in, in Dewey Beach and its evolution. You're a mainstay in the community, whether it be uh, in planning or in development or in politics or just community engagement in general. Like, you're so involved in the community there. Talk about that. Well, I, I, I think one of our core values, at least my core value, is to, is to constantly give back to the community. We wouldn't be who we were without the community supporting us and surrounding us here. So giving back, being involved, it's it's important. Whether you like it or not, it's very important. And uh, taking care of this community, this is a it, – it's it's just really what makes the things – small towns like this go around is – is doing things for this community to help. You know, we, I won't say we get a lot. We, we have our days at the starboard that people around us may not love. And there's a thousand and some people packed into this place with lines wrapped around the block, outdoor bands, all kinds of people having fun. You know, our neighbors might always love that, but that's why you do the things that I do to give back to this community, to provide other services, to provide things for the kids, events for the young kids on the beach. I uh, started a, a thing called the Dewey Business Partnership many years ago. And with that, we do year-round events for family events. We do adult events. We do kids' events. We do Easter egg hunts. We do bonfires for the kids. We do Radio Disney events on our beaches. Um, when we do our famous running of the bowl, which is something we can talk about at some point, that's something that's grown. Oh, we're going to talk about that for sure. That's <laughs> one of the greatest events ever. You know, one of the ways that we kept everybody happy in this town was having all these idiots, and I mean that in the very best possible way, idiots running down the beach chasing two guys in a bull costume, was we started a kids running to the bull. Now we have 500 kids out on the beach chasing that same bull. We invite the Washington Capitals mascot, the Nationals mascot, and any mascots we can get to come and make just a fun event for kids on the beach, which makes mom and dad happy, makes the kids happy. And it also teaches the kids a little bit of history about where the the nature of the running of the bull came from, mocking Pamplona, Spain, where the real running of the bull is. So it's it's educational, so to speak. But, you know, whether it's fundraising, whether it's events, whether it's purchasing things to help pick up trash to take care of a town, whether it's hosting events for our lifeguards, feeding our lifeguards on 
Fourth of July, feeding our policemen at Christmas time, uh, or or recently we hosted the you know retirement party for our long-term mayor in this town. I personally can't stand politics, but whether you stand or not, you have to be involved in a local community like this because it's just your civic duty to be involved and give back and uh, help with things like that because we're all in it together and nothing nothing really taught us more than that than these last couple of years of COVID. And uh, it's a cliche, we're all in this together, but it's the truth. We all got through this together and it's the community that helps us restaurateurs get through a challenge like what we went through this past year and a half. Yeah, no doubt, Monty. And you're, this is Mark. You are absolutely correct. You know, I, one last question I just want to follow up regarding the the Starbird, and it, it's kind of multi, multi-pronged, multi but, you know, how, first it kind of goes, how did how do you end up owning and operating it? And then, you know, tell us a little bit about sort of the, the iconic nature of it and uh, and just tell us about the bar, you know, and, and why it's become as successful as it's become. Well, I mean, I got into it. I'm, I'm the luckiest person in the history of the world, to be honest with you. I mean, I was a, a kid that was working on the beach, spent my summers in Dewey Beach. I grew up in Northern Virginia, but family had a house at the beach, so I spent every summer of my life at the beach. I always wanted to be a local down here. I finally got my you know dream of becoming a local. As I went to college, I kind of moved my driver's license, moved everything, and my grandparents said, make this your home, which I, I did. Um, I started working at the Starboard at a young age of 17, 18 years old, all the way at the bottom as a doorman to a bar back to everything you can do. I bartended for a bunch of years. When I was 28, 29, the current owner of the Starboard, which is the Hearn family, um, which he helped grow this. I'm the third third ownership group of the Starboard. Starboard started in 1960, and the Hearns owned it second for about 12 years and then we purchased from the Hearns. Well, he was looking to get out of it as he grew his hot sauce business. And I knew nothing about buying restaurants and no interest in it. And he actually helped me, worked with me. I teamed up with my current partners and Dick Heidenberger and Jim Weisgerber. And how old were you at the time, Monty? 29 years old. Wow. So I, uh, they were able to help me figure out how to raise money, how to go to a bank, how to do the things to buy a, a pretty well-known restaurant and bar in Dewey Beach. We uh, we made that happen. We got a lot of, you know, called, reached out to friends, raised some money through investors, and uh, the local banks all knew the Starboard. Everybody knew the Starboard. I, today, one of my funniest stories is my partner Dick had gone to the Alcohol and Beverage Control Commission for a family dining spot down in Bethany Beach, and it took two hours to get his liquor license. Dick and I went to the alcohol board for the Starboard. It took two and a half minutes because it was such a famous, popular spot. They were like, people will burn our homes down if we don't grant this license transfer to the Starboard, because, my God, that place means so much to so many people. Anyway, Jeez, two and a half up. hours seemed pretty quick to me. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> well, Delaware, you if you know, had said two and a half months, I would have believed you. Yeah, well, it's Delaware. Come on, guys. <laughs> First state. Um but I, I, I took over and I knew the Starboard. I, I did not know the restaurant business, but I knew the Starboard backwards and forwards. And uh, I can say one of the things that I'm happiest about that we have done in our, it's now 23 years of ownership here. That for, you know, take out the one year of COVID for 23 straight years, we have increased our sales 23 times. And uh, it's keep growing. We've kept growing it. And, I and what do you attribute that to? I think having the best staff in the world, taking care of our staff and then how they take care of our customers. 
we are so many things to so many people. I mean, people ask what the starboard is. We're, you know, from kids love the shark on the front of the building to and the, to the Frisbees to get their meal to the younger kids that are 21 year olds to 30 year olds that love the party at the starboard late night to guys that are, you know, old folks like ourselves that still love the starboard every time we're in town um, or every time you're in town, I'm always in town. This place is just a lot of things to a lot of people. You and I can walk into here at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and run into people we haven't seen in years because they're all going to find a time to visit the starboard. And people have their niches of knowing when their time is, you know, appropriate, so to speak. It's kind of a younger place later at nights. And uh, I said something to somebody this weekend is we had the old Mr. Green Jeans band, just Ryan O'Boyle's band on stage and over a thousand people packed in here Saturday night. And they said, what do you love most about this place? And I said, Tomorrow morning at 8.30, my 87-year-old father will be having breakfast right there in the middle of what right now is a mosh pit. And I think that's really cool. That's that awesome. Well, that, that, you know, you clean up all night long, and by 8 a.m., you're serving breakfast to 80-year-olds who are coming in to get their eggs. Well, I think what, I can. I think I can accurately say that I've been in every one of those moments of the life cycle of the Starboard. <laughs> I think we all customers. Have. So <laughs> yes. So so, Monty, this is Mark again. I mean, so you know, let, we'll switch gears a little bit here. But this is this goes back to why I thought it was so important to have somebody like you on the show uh, to talk about this. I mean, Nick's Fish House in Baltimore. You know, we're going to talk about it in just a second. I want I want to hear how the project kind of how it evolved and where it came from. You and I have been working on it together for years. But but I, I want to say this before before we go any further. I mean, we, we took what was a very sleepy and very, I'd say, quiet, underperforming location, and we turned it into a place now where there's a two- to three-hour wait, um, you know, anywhere from three to four days a week, particularly in season. And, and you know, it's fun for everybody. I mean, I, I've had – I can, can't tell you how many birthdays I've celebrated there where I was able to bring my kids, my parents, my wife's parents, you know, young kids. Every, everybody's welcome there. And it's so much fun for everybody, and and that's the that's the way it operates. It's a lot like the Starboard in that way, except a little more geared towards the restaurant, but entertainment and so on. So, talk talk a little bit about sort of the Knicks, and the reason why I want you to talk about this too is that it really was and is the seed that started really bringing you know hundreds of thousands of people down to what is known now as Port Covington, and it was always Port Covington, but nobody really knew where it was. So you, you really helped, uh, you know, start bringing real traffic down there. So tell us a little about the project and, you know, with Nick's and, and how it's evolved. Well, and Nick's is special. That I can say from the start. We, uh, you, you and Kevin brought us over, talked to us about Nick's, however many years ago that was, six years, seven years ago now. And uh, to be very honest, at first I was like, that's on that side of the Bay Bridge and I've left that area and I'm at the beach now. And uh, you're like, no, no, you got to come take a look at it. And we kind of joked, like, it's on that side. Okay, I'll come take a look. The minute we walked in there, we knew that place was special. Um, to see the place on a Monday in November filled for lunch with people, professionals enjoying themselves. Every every demographic in the world was, you know, frequents the place. It's just it's a special, special place, the city of Baltimore. But what I loved about it is that it screams Baltimore. It's uh, – you know, we we do what we do down here at the beach, whether it's Dewey Beach, whether it's Ocean City, Maryland. You know, everybody has kind of their niche, but we're all very similar. And uh, Baltimore's got a lot of the beach in it. The beach has a lot of Baltimore in it. Um, and meaning, you know, the, the drink part of Nick's, we were like, we can do this and uh, bring a little bit of the starboard over here. 
my partner over there, you know, partners Jim and, and Eric, you know, both well, they're both wonderful people. We we are three extremely different guys that have three different, you know, philosophies on everything, but we blend perfectly together. We uh, we work well together. We all love what we've, you know, taken over at Nick's and what we've building it into. And uh, the thing that's really taken time, but we've completely mastered now, is getting the perfect staff in place. And that, that takes time anywhere with any business, but we have a family at Nick's now. And they are our family, and they have grown into family, and they are what makes it special, just like I was saying here at the Starboard. It's the staff that makes this place so special, and now we can raise our heads high. It took a little while, Nick's, to get things going in the direction we wanted them to. We had to change some culture. We had to change the menu. We had to change some systems and put systems in place and bring a little bit of restaurant knowledge to what's over there. But we love what that place has become. We love the clientele that comes in there. They love what we're doing. So it's really, you know, grown to a labor of love for us. And so uh, now we focus mostly on how to cut those two and three hour waits you talk about. We don't like to talk about those because we don't want to scare anybody away. We are working to make the place bigger, make the place faster, make the place better every day. And that's now that we're into the off season, that's kind of what we're focused on is in 2022. How do we grow by making the experience even better so people can continue to have their birthday birthday parties there, but not take away from those who want to come dine for a Tuesday or a Saturday evening meal. Yeah, you know, you, it's good you brought that up about partnerships too, because when, when we initially went to you, you know, I was introduced um, to you by, by Kevin, and, and when we went to you and you came in and wanted to do it, you specifically said, I really need help on the food side to get the food where I would want it to go, and you went to a good friend of yours, um, Eric Screw, who owns Big Fish, uh, Big Fish Company, and has a bunch of the Big Fish restaurants as well as others. And the two of you complemented each other so well that it, it it became great food, great environment. I mean, it was really a great partnership that you put together. I give you a lot of credit for that. And Eric's done an unbelievable job along with Jim Weisberger. So congrats, congrats to you guys on that. So, so going a little different direction here. So, you know, this is a real estate podcast, but I, I just think what you do is so important in the world that we live in. And, you know, the real estate right now, retail and F, F&B, you know, it's become so focused on experience, live music, food, events, you know, you've been so successful at this over the years. You know, you, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of trends and, and how important the experience is to your business and so on. But can you, can you start by telling us a little bit about like, when you look at a new opportunity, and I think this would be helpful for folks to understand, you know, when they're talking to people like you, when you look at a new opportunity, you view a new restaurant opportunity, how do you decide whether to pursue it, pursue it or not? Well, you have to have the concept. I mean, it's the first is the concept anyway. The the deal obviously has to work for everybody, and and I think any deal has to be a fair deal for all sides to make it work. When you're you're looking at it, you're not trying to steal something to steal a deal. You're not you want to make sure that it works for the landlord, makes it for you. Um, but having a concept that fits the location to me from the restaurant side of things is always the top dog. There's too many. A thing that I always watch is restaurants that don't make it. A lot of a lot of them never had the proper concept or an actual concept. They just wanted to be a restaurant. For us, you no, know, Nick's Nick's is a crab house, but is crabs the number one thing we sell? Probably not. I mean, we we sell, we're so busy with so many other things, but crabs is our concept, and that's what drives people there because Maryland is obviously known for crabs. Um, anytime, you know. 
you talked about a partnership a minute ago, having the right people to help you run it successfully is very important too. Not taking on too much. You know, we all like to jump at every deal, but the hardest thing in any real estate deal sometimes is to say no. It's also the best thing to sometimes say is no, because the best deals you make sometimes are the ones that you don't make. And I think in, as restaurateurs, you always think you can do more and see an attractive waterfront spot and be like, oh, we can, we can do that. But if you don't have the right team around you, you're going to fail. So, uh, no doubt. I think, you know, not being greedy, not, you know, just knowing that it's going to take time. It's going to take, uh, you know, funding and it's going to take a lot of hard work is important. Um, a lot of people outside the restaurant industry think it's just easy. They see, think it's cash. They think it's this, they think, you know, it's, it's, they just think it's easy and it's anything but easy. It's very challenging business. The, you know, the percentages are everything in the restaurant business. You have to understand the percentages. You have to understand what it takes. And uh, there's just, a, it's a very complex business, more so than people realize. And uh, it's just a lot to put into it. So we we certainly have hit a home run with you and appreciate everything at Nick's because our T-shirts, when Port Covington gets built out, we're going to have the T-shirts that say, we were here first. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Money. Yeah. Nobody markets better than you. That'll probably be your hottest seller. <laughs> Absolutely. Because honestly, when we took this over with you and, you know, and got involved in this with you, I remember people saying to us, you know, Hey, it's going to be a real tough, tough to make it over there the first two, three, four years. But once this poor Covington thing gets built, then you're going to have plenty of people in the area. Well, who knew that we would you know, hit the ground running and build a business so quickly that we need to make Nick's bigger before you get Fort Covington done because it is a wonderful place and the community around it as it gets built up is going to absolutely fall in love with what Nick's is. It's truly Baltimore. We, you've, you've set the, you've set the tone and you've set the vibe and the expectation uh, before Port Covington is even complete in its first real phase. So congratulations. And I, and I give you a huge thank you for that. And, you know, you look back and it's just, you wonder like when you look back when you were 29 and, and, you know, bought the starboard. Did you think you'd be in the position you're in now? Like, you know, you've all these famous and super successful people coming into your, your establishments and enjoying themselves. And did you, did you know where it was going to go and how fat, you know, how it was going to get there? And I know you worked really hard, but you know, I, I can't imagine that you knew exactly how this was all going to play out. No, I don't, I didn't think any of this, to be honest. I still just try to make today. I, I try to beat the same day last year sales every day this day and I try to make today better than the same day was last year. And I will every day go day to day. I remember one time you and actually Kevin were down here at the starboard and asked me about a 10 year plan. And I kind of joked going 10 year plan. I don't have a 10 day plan. <laughs> so right now I'm just trying to, you know, make tomorrow better than today, make today better than the same day last year. And uh, I still live every day that way is don't try to take on too much and just, each day try to be a little better than we were the day before. And I think that's the same thing in the restaurant. I mean, I, I sit here and even whether it's day to day or year to year, whether it's Nick's, whether it's the starboard, whether it's any of our other restaurants, it's like, okay, we're now into November. How are we going to do better next year than we did this year? What do we, what do we need to change? What do we need to upgrade? I truly believe with restaurants, you need to keep them fresh, whether it's the menu, whether it's the cosmetics, um, you got to keep things fresh. You know, your regulars, are going to want to see changes. They're going to see updates, see that you care. And um, your your new customers are going to want to, when they walk in there, they're going to see that the place is taken care of and that you care about it. And that's, that's very important to us that we care about each of our places and that 
you know, I don't care if it's, I always joke that restaurateurs notice light bulbs more than any business owner in the town. I walk in a restaurant and I see light bulbs out. I know that the rest it's not cared for. And it's the little things that make you successful in the big picture. And so those are, I'm just kind of rambling, but those are kind of the things that I look at each and every day. I'm not, I never thought it would grow this big and I don't know what it's going to grow into 10 years down the road, but I'm here to, today and I'll be here tomorrow to make sure that it's better than today. That's incredible, Monty. And I love you pointing out all the little things. It's always been what we've been focused on here. It's all the details and the details matter. Everything matters. That's the line we always use. And uh, you really personify that. So congratulations. That's, uh, that's incredible. That was, those are some great, some great stories as well. I'm going to turn it over to Matt here. I think he's got, I think he wants to ask you something very important. I just, I love some of the starboard stories and the slogans and the, the, we were here first that you were proposing for Nick's fish house is hysterical and, and appropriate what's kind of your favorite slogan you probably had 50 of them at the starbird or in dewey what's what's a couple of your favorite ones that you've had over the years i mean the starbird will be the one we've always had is when it rains we pour <laughs> that's amazing used to be the place you know we're block off the beach so when the rains would come in uh, nothing better for my life than a uh, two o'clock thunderstorm on a sunny day because <clears throat> everybody clears the beach and what are they going to do go to the starboard um you know Starboard's always been a little bit more of a bar connotation than a restaurant. Nick's is the opposite, a little more restaurant than a bar, but both have plenty of each. And uh, so the Starbucks got plenty of drinking uh, slogans from, you know, drinking, you know, acting, acting uh, single, drinking double, seeing triple, things like that. <laughs> All right, next topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I can't say too much about the Starbird because, you know, you guys that live in the city come across the Bay Bridge, you know, you leave, we, we jokingly say you leave your morals behind and come uh, live it up at the beach. But you know, what, what we said earlier about places like the Starbird, I mean, I can name three Supreme Court justices that have been in the Starbird. I can name, you know, numerous United States senators and congressmen that come to the Starbird. I mean, the, the celebrities. It's when they're in Baltimore, they go to Nick's because it's a crab house. It's authentic Maryland. It's what you do in Maryland. When you're at the beach in Dewey, Rehoboth, Ocean, you come to the starboard because that's what you do because you're at the beach. And it's that's, those are things that actually make me proud that people come and enjoy what they what they what we do here for them. I always kind of laugh that they think that when they're here on Fourth of July week, that it looks this way 365 days a year that uh it's, it's very seasonal. Both of these businesses are seasonal, but one of the things that we've, uh, we continue to work on is building the off seasons and the off seasons are building. Things are getting busier in the off season. Those are the areas to grow. And we, we like that part. It's a challenge how to, how to build up the time. We're not looking to build the week of 4th of July at the starboard. We're not looking to build Saturdays in July or August at next. They're full. So we got to work on the other times. That's right. Um, now let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, every time we, we do a podcast, we like to feature the rising tide moment, rising tide, dun, moment. Dun, 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 dun. which is really just the opportunity for our guests to just talk about something cool, meaningful, impactful that they're working on that, that, uh, influences the community around them. So I wanted to ask you what's, what's your rising tide moment, uh, whether it be with the starboard Dewey, Nick's fish house, or any of your other, um, you know, businesses that you run? Well, to, to preface this, I will say that I I lead the pack in believing in the rising tide floats all boats. I support every business in the communities. I, 
I'm not a business owner that goes to my restaurant to to sit and eat to save a dollar. I'm one that goes to spread around and see what other people are doing to support everybody. Because the better that everyone around you does, Ming, is the better that you will do. It takes good operators around you to make your business great. So I'm I'm the king of that and believe in that wholeheartedly. I, uh, you know, the two things I kind of have two things that that I love that about a rising tide and. One of my favorite things in this business is is turning the young folks that work for us, turning this into a career for them. Just like it became a career for me, I want to give back to them. And it it rises the tide when these guys become full year-round lifelong employees, whether it's through a profit sharing agreement, whether it's ownership, whether it's through putting them on salary, making a management, but bringing young kids into making this a career raises their life standards, raises mine because then they're with us for a long time and helps. And it's just, it's such a wonderful moment in promoting people that from within to make them believe and bleed what we do in both Nick's Fish House and the Starboard and Bethany Blues. I mean, it's just, that's a that's a wonderful moment. The other thing for me is, is giving the, the way I give back to the community with all of the restaurants and in, in a town like Dewey Beach, I started the Dewey Business Partnership, and you know it's it's one of the things we do to work with all the businesses in town to help them throughout the season by giving back to the community. But also, these are the year-round businesses that are dear on the, the Dewey Business Partnership. When I took the Starboard year-round seven eight years ago, it helped every other businesses in this town do more business throughout the year. And that, again, was how the rising tide helped all the businesses. Some people thought at first, oh, man, the Starbucks is going to stay open and, and take all our business. But that's not a, at all what happened. The Starbucks being open just helps bring that many more people to Dewey Beach in the off season, And that helps every single business from the coffee shops to the hotels to the other restaurants and to the retail. And that's what it's all about, doing things to help everybody around you. The more they do helps us, the more I do helps them. And that's that's something I smile with and walk around this community with my head held high because I know that people respect what we do. And I certainly very much respect what everybody else around us does. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, it's evident that as if you go down to Dewey Beach or to the um, or Rehoboth or Bethany, that it's there's definitely it's seasonal, but there's more people there in the off season than there were even five years ago, it seems uh, are you noticing that in your businesses and and uh, just in your daily life down there? I notice it very much. It's uh, there's there's three different things going on here. There's people living here more year round, um, moving to the area that are just you know, whether that they've given up on the on the city or whatever it is that they would like to live at the beach. They want a slower pace. They want to retire here. Whatever it is, there. There's people that have bought properties here and spend many more weekends here in the off season in in addition to their summer months they spend here but they come down for the holidays they come down weekends long weekends three-day weekends more and more that that is happening and then just the visitation is super higher at the beach you know one of the things that we have in delaware is with uh, a new president president biden and uh not this is not a political thing this is a a marketing thing when you look up on CNN or Fox News and see that Joe Biden just flew out of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware this morning, you know, that puts Rehoboth Beach, Delaware on the map nationally each and every day 
that the president has a house right up the street here. That in itself has brought so much more, call it tourism, into the area. And, uh, Recognition, just, if nothing else. And, and for those who don't know, that's just one town over from Dewey Beach, Rehoboth Beach, where um, President Biden's house is located. Yeah, and it's just, it's, that's a better word, is recognition. I mean, people, they see it, they know it, just like Kenny Bunkport, Maine, just like, you know, Martha's Vineyard, some of these towns that presidents in the history have spent time in, now Rehoboth, which is, you know, our sister town here in Dewey, that's, that's certainly put us on the map much more so than in the past. Yeah, Monty, this is Mark. I just want to close with just thanking you so much for all your hard work that you've done in Port Covington and also being a resident of Dewey Beach as well. Um, I love your rising tide story there about really, you know, putting everything in to make that make the town as as good as it can be, as busy as it can be year round. And I also really appreciate your mentorship and your, your talk about that and helping people get from where they're at now to a better place. Uh, that's a lot of what we're doing in Port Covington on, on pretty large scale. And I can really appreciate what you're doing there. So I want to thank you for everything you're doing for, uh, for everything, everybody in Baltimore and everybody in, uh, in Delaware. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for, for first getting us over there, but secondly, and more so is helping us along the way. Your, your feedback, your help, your partnership in all of this has made us better, made us more successful and, and taught us so much because, the, the biggest thing in, in our industry, in all restaurants, is hearing from everybody and working together. And you guys have been so supportive and so special in every which way we can do it, from events to everyday business. And we thank you for that and uh, look forward to growing with you and uh, the future success of Port Covington, because it is going to be a very special part of the region when this is all complete. Well, that's awesome, Monty. Thanks so much. You're you're a great guy and uh, a great friend to us. And, you know, you're, you have an excellent team. And I'm not sure if we enjoy working with you or your team or, uh, you know, using your establishments. I'm not sure which one we enjoy more. So, that's right. fortunately, we don't have to choose. <laughs> well, we're the same thing and uh, look forward to a lot of years together in the future. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much, Steve Montgomery, a.k.a. Monty, for joining us. He, he's incredible, isn't he? Absolutely. I mean, he's always fun. It's tough to take a guy that that sort of cool, that with it, that inspirational, and then push him into a twenty-five minute conversation. But regardless, uh, I think we got we got a, we got a good taste of what Monty's all about, and a, and a good understanding as to what makes him successful. Makes me uh, look forward to summertime a little bit. I think. I think I'm looking forward to next weekend going to visit him. <laughs> On the next episode, we're going to be talking with Dan Mullen, formerly of Bedrock Development and one of the key people on Dan Gilbert's team who helped revitalize Detroit. He's moved on to other things these days, but we'll look forward to hearing all about the renaissance that's been happening in Detroit over the last 10 years. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, just drop us a line on social media at Weller Development on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. I'm Matt Rienzo, and he's Mark Weller. Keep building, people. Keep building, people.